10 to 1, episode 55. Top 10 time periods. Welcome to 10 to 1, the podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Melissa Kozer. And I'm Brian Kozer, and we are back. After a long break. Yeah, over a month. Got us some slack, people. We moved into a house. We Now we did record our last podcast after we moved into this house. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, moving into a house. Preparing for the arrival of our baby. Right. Work stuff, and yeah, general busyness. And, and then, laziness. Uh, yeah, just inertia. Haven't gotten back into it, but we should we should be back for a few weeks. We'll be back until the baby's born, which is due in about two weeks, and then gone till the rest of the year. So, almost done with this year, but we'll get a few more out, and then we will at least be back for the beginning of next. We'll be year. back for January for our January uh, movies, favorite books, and books of the year, favorite yeah. movies of the year, favorite board games, and New Year's resolutions. Yeah. So, looking forward to that. Yeah. That, that'll be some of the next few episodes. But until then, let's go ahead and uh, talk about time periods. So, I chose this topic. I'm, I don't remember what made me choose this one right now, but part of it might have been because we got to play Time Stories again. And Time Stories, if you listen to our board game podcast, one of our favorite board games, and uh, that's a game where you're traveling back in time to some sort of time period and fixing something that goes wrong. And, you know, we both like time travel. We both like, I think, historical fiction. And uh, I don't, obviously neither of us are historians, but, uh, you know. <laughs> There's not going to be much elaborating on my part about <laughs> any of these sure, sure. time I'd, periods. Right. I mean, I was kind of thinking, what what books... Uh, do I like to read from different and what periods are those in what uh, TV shows historical TV shows or movies have we seen uh, if we were playing a game of time stories where we're traveling back in time where's someone somewhere I would be excited to go things like that and so yeah just kind of put together some different time periods of course it kind of is bound to a location because you know 1950s uh Chicago is going to be different than 1950s. China. Beijing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I did also put a, a place with each of my time periods, and some of them are hundreds of years long. Some of them are just a few years long. Got got a few different uh, things in there. Anything to add about how you made your list, Melissa? No, that about covers it. Yeah. So uh, do you think we're, we'll have a lot of crossover on this one? I love the. We're going to have at least one okay. for sure. I left it kind of vague. I'm going to say... In the hopes that we would have not too much crossover and talk about different things, but... I'm going to say at least two. Okay. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think we'll have a few. Just because... Some time periods are a lot more interesting than others. Agreed, agreed, definitely. All right, well, why don't you hit us with your number 10? All right, well, I actually don't really have a number 10. <gasps> the number 10 is just kind of a... I guess this one would work. Okay. Uh, but I'm not... 
as excited about it as the others. <laughs> okay. But it's the Industrial Revolution. Okay. I thought, that's kind of an interesting time period, but it doesn't stir my excitement like most of the other time periods. But it was a time when there was, uh, you know, there were new things happening and uh, new ways of doing things, new tools, and uh, the world was starting to become... I guess, smaller in a sense, as, mm-hmm. or at least people were starting to realize how big the world was and and how they could harness it and therefore make it smaller and and mass-produce things and stuff. So, right, right. yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of an interesting time, uh, an exciting time for those who were involved in business. So that's my number 10, the Industrial Revolution. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, I'll have more to say uh, with uh, some of mine that somewhat overlap the Industrial Revolution. It's a good choice. Very good choice. Okay. Uh, are there any uh, books or movies that you, uh, or or you just, you enjoyed studying in history class or anything that's jumping out to you about Industrial Revolution? No, like I said, okay. this one was just kind <laughs> of, a, I needed a number 10. and Gotcha. It sort of works. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I think it's definitely interesting with the uh, different inventions and stuff that they're coming up with. All right. I'm more into my my next several ones. Right. Yeah. Okay. My number 10, I chose World War II. So 1939, 1945. I could have chosen that, actually. (laughs) Yeah. But why didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wars, wars tend to be interesting to me. There'll be a few more wars on this list. And World War II, I think it's low on my list because I almost feel like there's a sort of an oversaturation of World War II. And I'm probably more familiar with World War II than any of the other wars that I've studied. And I mean, when we're in history class, we really hit on World War II. It's a really big, I mean, even today still, um, you know, Nazis are still the the big villain mm-hmm. of, uh, of of the popular consciousness, and I don't know. It's it's almost like even even though there's people still alive that fought in World War II, it's almost like this mythical, maybe the last mythical time. It's kind of crazy when you meet somebody time. that was mm-hmm. alive during World War II. Right. So yeah, and I I think it's really interesting how many different facets. Of the war there were so for example um just thinking of movies that i've seen about world war ii so like stalag 17 where it's about uh prison camps or uh you know there's uh, the holocaust so things like schindler's list or uh, bridge on the river kwai where it's more the pacific theater mm-hmm. and you know the japanese and and that whole story uh, there's all of the naval Naval um, battles, battles that happened. Battle midway. Right, right. Uh, Casablanca, th- that was in yeah. Africa during this time. And uh, there's all the things with the code breakers and, yeah. you know, trying to break the, the Germans' Enigma machine. What was that one that had the guy who thinks he's cracking codes, but he's actually... Oh, yeah. Uh, a Beautiful Mind. Yeah. That one's more cold, set in the Cold War era. Okay. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that one's Cold War. And, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, there's so many different things about World War II that are really interesting. 
And uh, I don't think it came in as, as my number 10, though. Well, I want to change this to my number 10, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because now that I think about it, that's it's a lot more interesting to me than mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Industrial Revolution. Okay. And you've changed your mind on previous episodes midway through a podcast, so I'm doing that. It's completely valid. Well, that's this is like one of the rare times that I'm going to do that. <laughs> I almost never do. You guys know me. I stick. I I choose my path and I stick with it well, most of the time. Most of the time. But not all the time. But not today. Well, that's my number 10 and yours, World War II. All right. My number nine is the space race. And mm. I think that was okay. a pretty exciting time period where sure. all of a sudden, I mean, you know, man's always... Uh, gazed at the stars and dreamed of it, but all of a sudden now we can actually, the possibility is in our reach mm-hmm. to actually go out among the stars to land on the moon. And yes, I firmly believe we <laughs> landed on the moon. <laughs> Don't think that's some big government hoax. Mm-hmm. But just the the race to beat all the other countries, you know, and, and be the first ones to be out in space or the first ones to land on the moon and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was, uh, and the patriotism behind it and stuff, I think that's kind of an exciting time period. Yeah. So that's my number nine. Nice. Okay. My number nine is ancient Greece, which is going to be Greece 1200 BC to AD 600. So, I mean, we're talking 1800 years. It's, it's pretty nebulous it's i mean super open-ended uh so i almost felt bad about putting it on here but i don't know i always thought it was interesting in history class learning about uh greece the uh you know athens and sparta i mean it seems like fiction when you're reading about them especially some of the things with the spartans i know and just how over the top tough they were and i mean so many cool things battle of thermopylae yeah and um (laughs) them fighting the persians uh i don't know i always thought it was really interesting and and interesting how the uh the writers and the the thinkers from greece are have been so influential in the western world so um, and still are right yeah so got to read uh homer last year and read uh plato and aeschylus this year Uh, i'm gonna try and read a little bit more from the ancient Greeks. It's been pretty interesting. Um, even fictional uh, things like the Greek gods you know, and Hercules and some of those myths, I've always thought were pretty interesting. So, yeah. Ancient Greece. What do you think? I, I considered putting them on this list. Mm. Uh, I haven't been as interested in them as I used to be, but, mm. uh, boy, there was a time... Uh, in my life where I thought they would have been number one on this list. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought they were the coolest yeah. thing ever. Alexander the Great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Some pretty cool stuff in ancient Greece. That's my number nine. All right. My number eight is the Roaring Twenties, actually. Oh, okay. And I did nice. do a little bit of research on this one. Mm-hmm. So World War One had just ended. Yep. And uh, it was... Uh, you know, the the war to end all wars. <laughs> and so there was this generally upbeat feeling, at mm-hmm. least in America, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, just this feeling of excitement, of momentum. Uh, the women's 
this is when women started to get the right to vote. Uh, there was a really big increase in technology as far as cars, and then they started making right. yep. uh, movies. Radio came out. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. uh, new kinds of music. Jazz was really starting to hit it big. Right, right. And, uh, Got sports, some sports taking off, like baseball is right. super popular right now. Babe Ruth, greatest of all time, is yeah. playing. Yep. But then there were also some, some crazy things happening. I, I found one that it was like... Uh, in the wake of World War One, they they wanted to be sure that there wasn't going to be, you know, they were con- conducting some anti-terrorism stuff. Okay. So they had the f- the Palmer raids, I think they were called, hmm. where people were arrested, kind of because they looked suspicious, and <laughs> you know, basically, we think you're suspicious. And we don't really have the proof to back it up, but we're arresting you anyway. Hmm. And so one thing I found was interesting was that the ACLU was founded at this time hmm. okay. to prevent that. Uh, I, hmm. As far sense. as for Christians' sake, uh, the ACLU hasn't really seemed to be very, very uh, well, for con- wonderful. For political conservatives, I'd say. Right. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a really good thing. That was established at this time mm-hmm. to protect people's rights from just getting arrested because they looked suspicious, uh, you know, or being arrested without without proof. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Roaring Twenties, my number eight. Yeah, and you've got your uh, your Wodehouse, Jeeves and Wooster kind of setting around this time, twenties and thirties, I guess. So yeah, I I thought about it. Some fun. Fun stuff happening in the 20s. All right. My number eight is Victorian England, 1837 to 1901. And yeah, England's pretty interesting, especially Victorian times. Got uh, all your you know fun fictional characters like Sherlock Holmes and Three Men in a Boat. And uh, Doctor Who it seems to always be in Victorian England for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, there's some other books I read, like, uh, the Anubis Gates, I think I read last year is set in Victorian England. Um, I don't know the, something about the British empire has always been really interesting and just how much power they had and influence and then how they slowly lost it and, you know, transitioned Started down. Started to degenerate a little and... Degenerate how? I guess, uh, at least... In honor <laughs> that they weren't respecting the rights of their citizens as much. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know how much they respected, like, for example, Africans when they're colonizing Africa and carving it up Indeed. in different countries. Them and uh, the other countries in Europe. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not saying they were paragons of virtue, but I don't know. It's really, it's always been a, an interesting period. And then, uh, you know, uh, Queen Victoria herself, pretty interesting character. And so, yeah, Victorian England is another one, I think, like World War Two, where there's a whole lot of stories set in that time period. And so maybe it's a little bit overdone, but still interesting. Victorian England. That's my number eight. All right. My number seven is World War One. Hmm. And uh, I okay. think this one is a really interesting time period. I uh, just crazy how... 
before this, you never had basically all of the the civilized world mm-hmm. quote, quotations sure. that was on one side or another and fighting against each other. It's it's crazy that that had never happened before, <laughs> and it all started just with an assassination in Austria. Mm-hmm. And just how, you know, I mean, there's been assassinations for power uh, throughout the centuries, but that it exploded into something so massive is pretty crazy. Yeah. And then uh, it wow. ended up, yeah. it was uh, kind of the technology, the advanced technology of the, what is it, the Axis, I think? Or not the Axis, the the Germans and their yeah, that's the their Axis. forces, yeah, against the greater numbers of the Allied powers. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And I've always really liked the story of uh, what was it one Christmas Day where the two sides uh, right the Christmas stopped, truce and right playing soccer. I've always loved that story where mm-hmm. where people became humans again <laughs> and set aside their differences for a little little time and who knows might even have worked out some peace between themselves but you know the leaders decided to stop all that and hey we're at war and stop stop being friends with these right. people and yeah recognizing their humanity <laughs> uh it's a very ugly time period Mm-hmm. What with trench warfare, and mm-hmm. uh, they were just starting to get into gas, chemical warfare too, right? right? Yep. Yeah. So it's uh, it was really interesting. I thought learning how all that affected Tolkien's mm-hmm. work, and so that's my number seven, World War One. Okay. Yeah, it is interesting because of the the huge difference between. World War One and the previous wars that had been fought, just with the increase in technology and, and tactics and things, and how some people were still trying to fight war the old way, and how that wasn't gonna wasn't gonna work anymore. It wasn't gonna be these nope. quote honorable things where you had you know people charging across fields and lining up soldiers in front yeah. of each other. And yeah, it is interesting. There's an interesting Dan Carlin hardcore history series about it that you could check out called uh, Blueprint Farmageddon. Okay. It's, it's uh, really good. All right. My number seven, I'm going to go back to the Bible times. And I picked uh, David and Solomon's reigns over Israel around 1000 BC. So I guess sort of the golden age of the United Kingdom there for Israel. Yeah, always been an interesting thing with all the daring do you know david and his he, mighty all men. of his adventures yeah right right always really fun to read about and then solomon and how successful he was and uh how israel was so powerful and rich and uh i don't know i, was, I always thought it was pretty interesting and i uh, wished i could know a little bit more about all the goings on but uh we get we do get a pretty good pretty good look in the bible i think we get more information about that time than than any other but uh yeah don't have too much to add there anything else you want to say might say some more later oh oh. so that's my number seven david and solomon 
All right. My number six is uh, basically, I don't really have a time period, but it's the <laughs> ancient Celts. And hmm. okay. uh, I've always just found stories about them and uh, their ways, their mythologies, their legends. Very interesting. And so I don't really have too much more to add. I'm pretty <laughs> ignorant of it, but I've always found that subject pretty interesting. Okay. Very good. My number six is medieval Europe, 5th through 15th century, castles, knights, monasteries. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I love it, but not enough to put it on the list. I mean, who doesn't love King Arthur? Yes. Who doesn't love Robin Hood? Yes. Who doesn't love generic fantasy? (laughs) Yes. Because... you know, you just add dragons and and uh, elves and magic in, and you have to medieval Europe. Medieval Europe, and you basically yeah. have uh, any fantasy written after yeah. after Tolkien. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, reading, uh, you know, all the fictional fantasies, Redwall growing up, or things like the Rift War saga, saga by saga by Raymond Feist and other generic type fantasies. Yeah, I don't know. I've always liked medieval Europe. Actually, uh, you you should listen to some of the episodes on the Lore podcast oh, yeah. that I listen to. Okay. Uh, sometimes uh, he gets into some of the, like, exploring the histories behind some castles and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. uh those are those are some of the more interesting episodes, actually, okay. and how they've got these secret rooms and yeah. what uh, the, what happened, mm-hmm. uh, what were the lives like of the people that lived there. Yep, you should check those out. Yeah, that would be interesting. I'm not really into ghost stories like you are. I don't think so. I don't know if I would enjoy that podcast as much, but yeah, history of castles that sounds interesting. All right, well, that's my number six: medieval Europe. All right, my number five is Old Testament times. Uh-huh. And originally, this actually had been King David's time. <laughs> King David's era uh, slash yeah. Solomon's. And then I expanded right. it to just be Old Testament times. Okay. Basically, any t- anything before Christ, mm-hmm. uh, uh, any of that time period, I find really fascinating. And I know that is a very, very, very big stretch of history. Mm-hmm. But... It's ancient, ancient history. And it's just so cool to find out things like uh, that people were more advanced than we than we give them credit for. Or, you know, uh, just the, the political intrigues going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> listening to Dan Carlin's hardcore history on King of Kings, I think it was. Oh, yeah. Kings of Kings. I never got Persian all the way Empire. through that one. Yeah, but mm-hmm. stuff like that or the right. Babylonian Empire or finding out... Right, right. How, I guess just finding out more than what the Bible tells us, hmm. uh, that's always sure. really interesting to me. And it, it kind of gives you a, a bigger picture, I guess, or it, it kind of colors in the picture a little mm-hmm. for what, what was going on in the Bible times. So, uh, yeah, Old Testament era. That's my number five. Okay. Does that include, like, ancient Egypt, ancient Greece? 
No, I would say more the Mesopotamia region. Okay. Hmm. All right. All right, then. My number five. Middle East, I guess, is, yeah. Okay. Okay. My number five is the Renaissance. Europe, 14th through 17th century. And, you know, I don't know that I've read a lot of fiction set in the Renaissance time. Which is odd because it seems like a really rich area to to set fiction, but you know, uh, pretty familiar with art from that period, like Da Vinci and um, the other Ninja Turtles, <laughs> Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo. Michelangelo, all those art artists. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know the great art from there. Uh, Galileo and Gutenberg and some of the scientific uh, advances that they had and, you know, learning about Erasmus and, you know, have Shakespeare and you've got Columbus and the other explorers right here in this era and Dante and, and yeah, I mean, just so many, so many things happened yeah. in the Renaissance and I've always thought it was a really cool period, uh, like learning about in history I uh, like that setting for board games, even though it gets made fun of for being a common board game subject. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Something about uh, the Renaissance and uh, you know, you're coming out of those uh, medieval times. Right. And I mean, Dark Ages, I guess, might have been somewhat of a misnomer from, from th- some things I've read. It's not like uh, there weren't any advances or like nothing happened for hundreds of years. But, I don't know, it does seem like things started kicking into gear with the Renaissance, and and we start seeing the the modern uh, Western world take shape. Yeah, it's an interesting time, filled with a lot of interesting characters. Can you think of fiction, much fiction set set in the Renaissance? I, I could, I mean, I could think of a few, but none that I'd say I really liked, so... Nothing's coming to mind right now. It's interesting. So, uh... Somebody out there get on that. <laughs> Write some good Renaissance fiction. Renaissance era fiction. So that's my number five. Renaissance. All right. My number four is the American Revolution. Hmm. And mm-hmm. I always just kind of feel all patriotic <laughs> thinking about this. Mm-hmm. America, small little country that it is. Yeah. Beating, beating back the giant. And uh, there's, there's a lot of really cool stories that come out of this of... Uh, how people really tried to kill George Washington and aimed aimed <laughs> at him and and somehow he you know he was protected <laughs> uh he he was kind of the invincible George Washington his his leadership the really cool stories of how we should not have survived as a nation but God brought us through through the battle you know and uh the the Star Spangled Banner story is always, <laughs> always pretty thrilling to me, and yeah, it's just really cool to me how God brought our nation up out of the dust and 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 forged it, and and people uh, came to America for to have the freedom to to live as they uh, felt they should live and fought and died for those freedoms and ultimately that's uh that's how it all began for our nation so that's my number four 
All right. My number four, also an American war, but I chose the American Civil War. The War Between the States, 1861, 1865. And, yeah, I don't know. Something about the Civil War and... I mean, the, again, the people on both sides of the conflict and yeah, all they, the stories that come out of it. You hear so much about how it was the North fighting against the evil South, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's that's wrong. There was evil on both sides and good on both sides as well. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it was, if you had to put it into one word, it was about slavery. And the North was fighting against the slavery. So I'm going to say the North were the good guys. <laughs> sure. I mean, there were different reasons people fought. And uh, Joe Schmo from, um, from Illinois might not have cared about freeing the slaves. And um, Joe Schmo from Georgia might not have been fighting uh, to keep slaves. But overall, I think that's what it was about. No, so, it was about states' rights. Yeah, but what states' rights did the South want to have? Well, it wasn't just the, about the slavery, slavery, though. It wasn't just about slavery, though. Yeah. I mean, have you read the um, the secession documents from the different states? Have it's, you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not in full, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'm I mean, no historian, so... Right. Well... Better not put my foot in my mouth. Yeah, I mean, sure, there were people that wanted states' rights. I don't know... Um, well, I think in the end, it was an economic uh, question of if we lose slavery, then the South is going to, uh, you know, lose their whole way of life. And people didn't want that. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, in their secession documents, all the states are saying things like, you know, we believe that God has given us the African people to to keep his slaves and mm. we're going to preserve that. We're going to fight for that. Right. And okay. so, um, I don't know. I think that was the, the main thing, but there are definitely people that disagree. So, but yeah, the, uh, all the battles and, uh, different characters, of course, you have Abraham Lincoln, who's one of the larger than life presidents and all the different generals. And, uh, you really need to watch the Ken Burns documentary, on the Civil I've War. heard so much about it's, it from uh, you. Yeah, really well done. And for a, a documentary, which is basically just photographs and people talking, uh, it's, it's super really riveting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I uh, read some series. Uh, let's see, Between Two Flags. Growing up, uh, watched that Ken Burns documentary. Read some other nonfiction about the Civil War, and I remember really enjoying a computer game that we had where you. We're either the north or the south, and you're trying to control the the uh, the generals, send them orders and things. And uh, the interesting thing about it was uh, how it was really hard to communicate at that time. So you're you know you're trying to send orders to your generals, and a lot of times it would take time for them to get the instructions. And then they're so far away. A lot of times they're just ignoring your instructions, and. Uh, that was I thought that was really interesting, uh, something that came through in the game that uh, they that they had to deal with there yeah. during the late eighteen hundreds. So yeah. Anyway, enough on the American <laughs> Civil War. 
Uh, that's my that was my number four. All right, my number three. Uh, you asked earlier if Old Testament times covers all the world or just mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. particular region, and I said a particular region because my number three is ancient Egypt. I thought it might be on your list. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's it's so cool reading about the building of the pyramids and, and <laughs> with slaves. Yeah, back to slaves. It's amazing what fl- you can accomplish the- with <laughs> vision, determination, and an endless supply of manpower. Yes. So I guess you're taking the pro-slave position tonight. Um, <laughs> I'm not pro-slavery. Writers. <laughs> feedback. Write us in at Shut feedback. Up. <laughs> No, TTO at co- write, our, write your feedback into TTO at coser.us. Hump, hump. Let us know what you think about slavery. <laughs> Let us know what Pro you think con. about Melissa. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, it is pretty pretty crazy how they were the ruling world power for a while until they were just absolutely destroyed by the plagues, uh, the ten plagues of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Going back to them being the world power and uh, the wealth, the the science, uh, it, it's still crazy to me that we, we find bodies that are still in pretty good condition from all, all things told from their mummifications <laughs> mm-hmm. and embalmings, uh, the, the things that they believed, all of their... Liked cats? Yeah. <laughs> And I've always really enjoyed the story of Joseph in the Bible, hmm. rising to power and being Pharaoh's right-hand man and and just all the privilege that was that was at his command and stuff. So I, I find it a really interesting topic, and it's always kind of neat to watch uh, shows or documentaries about ancient Egypt. Hmm. That's my number three. All right. Number three for me is the Roman Republic and early Roman Empire. Wow. I thought this would be higher on your list. I mean, it could be. You have two that you like better than this. It could be my number two, for sure. I love Rome. I mean, Rome is so interesting. Wow. Obviously, I'm not saying I like everything they did. Just get it out of the way. <laughs> when I say I love Rome, I mean it's super interesting. So this is like uh, 500 BC through AD 1. So many interesting characters. I mean, Julius Caesar by himself. By himself. He's got to be one of the top 10 most list. interesting yeah. people. And uh, the fact that he and Cicero and Pompey the Great and Crassus and uh, Cato... Uh, all in in Rome at the same time, all the political machinations, um, all the battles that they're fighting, Caesar fighting uh, the Gauls, and Pompey out fighting all of his different battles, and man, uh, Hannibal coming across uh, the Alps with his elephants, and uh, the slide from Republic into Empire, and how that that slowly progressed and then the first few emperors of rome man it's just i don't know i don't know if i can explain any more than that why i like it so much but uh, it just seems like there's 
so many larger than life people, larger than life events crammed into this few hundred years. And yeah, listening to uh, Dan Carlin, Hardcore History about the fall of the Roman Republic and reading other things about uh, Rome. Yeah. It's so it's, real. It's yeah. so interesting. And uh, I definitely want to read more. I have to read uh, one that I want to read in the next couple of years is, uh, I think it's called Rubicon by Tom Holland, another uh, historian's take on, on Caesar that uh, is supposed to be pretty good. So looking forward to picking that up. And uh, yeah, that's my number three. All Roman right. Republic wow. and early empire. I don't know why, but later Roman empire, not as interesting. I started listening to a, a podcast called history of Rome. Uh, the guy is really boring, but <laughs> it is interesting. And I just lost interest past uh, a little bit past Augustus, I think. So somewhere in there, I, I start to lose interest, but yeah, interesting stuff. That's my number three. Okay. Well, my number two these are the these last two are the ones that I get really excited about. Mm, mm. My number two is the American Frontier. So oh, yeah. anything from uh, like the pioneers and uh, wagon trains heading west, <laughs> and then uh, this includes the Wild West as well with yeah, cowboys. Uh, I figured that'd be on here. And uh, yeah, so I have read a lot of Louis L'Amour books <laughs> mm-hmm. and. Uh, those cover the Wild West pretty well. And one of my, uh, a movie that I grew up watching and I, I love to watch still is How the West Was Won. Uh-huh. Kind of covers, uh, a lot of the um, American frontiers. So this family is coming over to America and they're having to brave all these different hardships and, and just, I've always loved movies and stories about, you know, having to build the log cabins <laughs> and uh, the dangers that they faced, whether it was monsoons out on the open prairies mm-hmm. or great wildfires, you know, and, and how they how they had to make do uh, in the early days in America. Little House in the Prairie, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's yep. a good book. That's a good one. Or a book series, rather. So, yeah, just The American Frontier. I always really enjoy movies and stories about it. I think one of the books is called Little House on the Prairie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a good one. I definitely thought about putting this or some other American time periods. Because yeah. they're pretty nostalgic for us. Uh, didn't quite my, make my list, but that's a good choice. Some of the, let's see... Uh, the American Girls Collection. Okay. Uh, Kirsten, uh, Swedish. Uh-huh. She's a Swedish girl, and her family, and how they're uh, trying to make it out on the the prairie lands, and they meet Indians, and the Indians are having a hard time too. And they meet they, Kirsten. She learns a lesson. Oh, shut up! My number two. Happy birthday, Kirsten. American Frontier. Changes for Kirsten. Kirsten saves the day. (laughs) Shut up. What's your number two? (laughs) Number two for me is the American Revolutionary War. So a little crossover there. Good job. Could have been a little higher. But uh, (laughs) yeah, Revolutionary War plus, I don't know, the next 10, 15 years where they're hammering out uh, 
constitution and the, the early days, uh, you know, I guess Washington, Adams, Jefferson. Yeah, super interesting. Uh, just like you were saying, the war and how it, it really looked like a long shot and how we pulled it out. And uh, yeah, talk about your, I, I was talking about Rome and how there's so many larger than life people that seem to be in one place in Rome. And that again, seems to be the case here for the American Revolutionary War with uh, just all the founding fathers, all the big names that uh, they were all here. And it's crazy how young some of them were and how, I guess, inexperienced I, they all were at starting a country. <laughs> and yet they did a decent job. And how they did a good job. Yeah. So uh, you know, Washington, I mentioned Adams and Jefferson and Hamilton and Benjamin Franklin and man, just so many interesting people, so many interesting characters and how they, uh, I guess, made it up as they went along, how they uh, were able to look at uh, things like ancient Greece and like the Roman Republic and uh, learn from mistakes that were made mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, how different it was from the French Revolution, some of the contrast there. Uh, really interesting. I really liked reading 1776 by David McCullough. That's a good one. Uh, Founding Brothers was another interesting book set in this time period. Uh, we just watched The Patriot this year, which uh, was good. And uh, definitely because it was in the in this time period. I liked it. Uh, so why are you laughing? Just the way you said it. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think it was... It's not a great movie. Right. Like, it was good, not great, but because it's in this time period that I really like. Then I, you liked it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's that's my number two. Uh, American Revolutionary War, and definitely one I'm interested in, in reading about some more, and uh, yeah, have some books on my to-read list to dig into some more Revolutionary War times. All right, well, my number one is a our second crossover. Third crossover, right? Because you changed World War II. To oh, that's list. true. Uh, let me guess. Oh, no, wait. Fourth crossover, right? Uh, World War II. So I said David and Solomon. Did you say World War I already? No, World okay. War II, David and Solomon, American Revolutionary War. Those, that's yeah. three. I'm counting David and Solomon as a crossover. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was what I'd originally Yeah, put. yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing for the other one... Uh, didn't you say earlier you might have something more to say about one of them? And yeah, and I already that said it. Nope. Oh. Uh, Victorian England? Are you kidding me? No. Roman Republic? The Roman Republican Empire. Whoa. Just based on the podcast? No, not just based on the podcast. I've always found it oh, okay. an interesting time period. Well, I didn't know about that. Talk but about yeah, it. Dan Carlin's hardcore history really gets into yeah. uh, so much detail. And it's, <laughs> like you said, it's it's vivid and it's larger than life. Yep. And uh, a lot of uh, their decisions and, and, and things have influenced America to some degree or another, or the world, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just how it became the mightiest empire of its time. And again, you know, I don't really, I don't endorse everything that <laughs> they did, you know, obviously. Mm -hmm. But just, I mean, stories of the discipline of the Roman soldiers and how 
they could overcome so many different other armies. Or Julius Caesar, like you said, by himself. Mm -hmm. Fascinating Mm -hmm. character. Uh, there's, There's a book series that's interesting. It's... I'd say it's more for girls than for guys, but it's set during during the Roman time period, and okay. it's uh, the Mark of the Lion books, and Mark it follows Mark of the Lion. <laughs> yep, nope. and it follows this gladiator <laughs> and uh, his time trying to be more than just a gladiator, try, trying to work his way free from becoming a gladiator and stuff, and. Uh, uh, it's set in Rome at the time when they've got the arena and, and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. again, there's, there's a lot of really cool movies and books that have been done about this. It's always interesting. You kind of stole all the thunder about, <laughs> about it. So I'm just going to wind down and say that, <laughs> uh, the Roman Republican Empire, very interesting time period. My number one. That's a good number one. Very good. And I am crazy shocked that it wasn't your number one. So do you want to guess what my number one is? You should be able to guess. Is it ancient Egypt? Mm-mm. No? No, I don't think Egypt's that interesting. Okay. It's well. not a crossover. When I tell you, you're going to say, oh, of course. Does it have something to do with bears? No. Something else I like. Baseball? No. <laughs> okay, is it like ancient? Nope. No. Ah. Oh. It's a. It's uh, during that industrial revolution time you were talking about, actually. Oh wait, no, it's not during the industrial revolution. I was gonna time say. Ah, uh, boy, just tell me. Oh yeah, yeah. It actually is during the industrial revolution time you're talking about. Well, just just tell me. I, it's later at night, and I can't really think right now. It is the Napoleonic Wars. Oh yes, I should have I should have guessed that. Yeah. and I did consider that one for this list as yeah. well. Europe, eighteen o three to eighteen fifteen, sailing ships. The French. Yes, the French, the British, the Spanish, Napoleon. Talk about your uh, your top historical figures, top interesting historical figures like uh, Caesar. Napoleon is up there for me, too. I mean, even just him going into exile, him you know, him fighting to be emperor of France and take over the world, and then he goes into exile on this barren island, and then he comes back, and he's in charge of France again, and he's out, you know, fighting to take over the world again. I mean, a twist like that, just, it doesn't seem like How it How do you come back from exile? And yeah. still, yeah. So, yeah. And then you're right back in the saddle. Yeah. In charge of the country like that. That that seems like a twist that if you put it into a, a fiction book, someone would say that's Th- ridiculous. That's terrible writing. It wouldn't actually happen yeah. like that in real life. And yeah, really like the uh, Horatio Hornblower books and uh, TV series, Master yeah. and Commander. Uh, super interesting. Uh, Commander: The Life and Exploits of Britons greatest frigate captain mouthful of a title but a really interesting book i read last year about a frigate captain from england uh edward pellew oh yeah uh, I remember lord you nelson me. really interesting character uh if we're going to go into uh 
the fiction realm. We're talking Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell this time period. And yeah, I don't know. Is it the costumes? Is it just the sailing ships? Is it the uh, naval battles? I, I'm not exactly sure why I love it so much. It probably is the costumes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this one, this one is my favorite time period. I would wow. love for them to have like a time stories, uh, travel back to the Napoleonic Wars type thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I uh, just really like this time period and uh, I, I don't necessarily have an explanation for it. <laughs> His eyes are shining, <laughs> people. Sometimes love doesn't make any sense. <laughs> shining. Mean, just look at us. <laughs> hey, I think our love makes perfect sense. That was a self-deprecating joke and i resent it that means it was a joke putting myself down that's what self-deprecating means yes dear but why would you resent it if i was telling a joke about myself because you said look at us not look at me well in love with my wife well talking about you being in love with me Uh, see see how it's self-deprecating now yeah. Anyway. It would work, though, if, if you were, like, a really weird guy. You were a pretty great, likable guy, uh, though. Well, it was self-deprecating. It's humorous. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's my number one, Napoleonic Wars. Did you have any honorable mentions? No. Yeah, you were struggling to fill that list. <laughs> I, did have, I did have another one other than what we talked about. Feudal Japan. Okay. I know almost nothing about it, but samurai and... What more do you need? Yeah, samurai and uh, those other guys, the, uh, you know, the feudal lord guys. What are those called? Man, I'm blanking. Um, the, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? I shogun. Do. Shogun. Yeah. The Shogun. Yeah, and uh, how that really stuck around for a long time in Japan since they were sort of isolated and how, you know, even through World War II, that, that Bushido the samurai warrior ethos permeating uh, Japanese military mindset. And yeah, it's really interesting. I, I'll have to do some more uh, reading about feudal Japan because I'm interested in it. I don't know much about it, but it, it does interest me. All right. Well, it was kind of fun exploring history here with you. Yeah. And uh, I hope you, the listeners, have enjoyed Listening to this episode, the first in a while. Hey, could be and the first the, for one a of while. The last. If yeah. the baby comes tomorrow. If that baby comes early, who knows? But write us, write us and let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about slavery. Let us know what you think about <laughs> history. Anything else that might, might have up. come up in this episode. Self-deprecating <laughs> humor. You can tell us what you think about that. <laughs> our email is tto at cozer.us or you can go to our website tto.cozer.us and add a slash 55 to go straight to the show notes for this website for, for this, this episode. episode i say this every single time that's okay i always say our email wrong these days because of the sci-fi christian yeah their email address listening to yeah. sci-fi christian lately. until next time i'm melissa cozer i am brian cozer And you've been listening to 10 to 1. Okay, so for all our talk about all these other cool time periods...
Uh-huh. I'm very glad to be living in this time period right now. Oh yeah. All the all the oldsters say are always saying, the "Oh, oldsters. I wish I could live back in the days when things were simpler." And the oldsters. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. The oldsters. And people didn't have all this this crazy hectic lifestyle. I'm really glad that we're living in this this time period right here and right now. I was born for such a time as this. Huh. That is actually a word. Oldster. Boom. That's funny. You doubted me on a different word some other day recently, too. I'm sure I did. It's probably justified. I'm going to tell you I was right on that word. I know you're going to tell me that. (laughs) (laughs) I get no respect. 